How you doing? Haven't seen you in so long. Right? God. We should catch up. How's it? What's going on? Oh, do you want to do, do a podcast? Oh, we're going to do a fucking podcast. All right. Welcome to episode six of the Bisexual Podcast. Your favorite crafty queer Canadian content. E. With an abundance of alliterations. Yes. I'm John, and I have listened to Goodbye to You so many times that I forget what other music sounds like. So if you want to send me recommendations, and maybe then Kelsey will stop making concerned faces at me, that'd be so great. Be great for both of us, John. I'm Kelsey, and I cannot overstate how badly I need John to start listening to other music, because every time I sign into Discord, it pops up with Michelle Branch, and then it gets stuck in my head, and I want to die. That's a mood. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, okay. Speaking of music, for the horoscope thing this week, I picked out um, the perfect 80s song to describe your zodiac sign. I can't wait. I bet this, like all of them, I bet this is going to make me feel great about myself. Do you want to, <laughs> right? Do you want to, do you want to guess? <laughs> what is the most like depressing 80s song you can think of? Um, I don't know. Literally the only song I think exists is Michelle Branch. <laughs> I can't, th- I can't even conceive of another <laughs> song. Uh, do you want a hint? Sure do. Um, it literally mentions your ruling planet of the moon. Is it? Is it Total Eclipse of the Heart? It sure is. Fuck off! It's as emotionally sentimental as you are. Be serious for a minute. This song is the soundtrack to your life. Isn't it just? I mean, it was the last song they played at Slow Dance. Yeah! Which is the last Slow Dance we ever went to. Oh, God. And probably will be forever. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Now I'm sad again. Should we throw on some goodbye to you just so we can, like, keep the mood up? Oh, I feel like we should just do Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oof. <laughs> yeah, now I'm hey, sad. Hey, what's yours? Cool. Mine, uh, do you want to guess? Let's the most fun, popular, catchy 80s song that everybody loves. <laughs> Goodbye to you. I don't know. <laughs> Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer. Uh-huh. Of course it is. The write-up's great. It makes me feel really good about myself. Um, <laughs> might as well face it, Libra. You, above any other sign in the Zodiac, you are addicted to love. Spend an afternoon going to the movies by yourself just one time. You'll probably end up putting the popcorn in the seat next to you just to feel like you're reaching into someone else's lap. (laughs) I mean, they're not wrong. I've only ever gone to the movies by myself once. Did you enjoy it? I don't even remember it. I know that I saw The Breakup. Woof! Was that Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn? Were you going through a breakup? Is that why you did this to yourself? No, it was like a Tuesday and it was the last day the movie was in theaters. So the tickets were cheap because it was a Tuesday. And I was like, I want to see this movie. And then my friends are like free to hang out. So I'm just going to go see it. How was that? Uh, I haven't done it again. Yup. 
I tried to go out for lunch by myself once. No, that wasn't even true. I was meeting a friend for lunch and she was an hour late and I had to order because the place was closing and I had to order before they like shut down the kitchen. And I got my food and I was so uncomfortable that I called my mom and like just made her listen to me eat. Well, <laughs> I talked to her on the phone so I wouldn't be eating lunch alone. I, I've gone out for lunch by myself before. Like I'll bring a book and just not often, but it's it's happened. I hate it. I just get super anxious about like, especially if I go into a new place that I haven't been before. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I just... Every time I'm alone, people just talk to me and I hate it so badly. And I just, I try so hard to give off an intimidating aura and it just never works. (laughs) No, no, I don't see that. I'm sorry. (sighs) So what you working on? What am I working on? A few things. Um, I'm doing a test knit of the Macy cowl for... um, lock knits it's like um just like a pretty simple tube cowl so i'm just like knitting stockinette in the round for like a lot of inches i guess you could even put it into feet the amount of inches that i'm knitting in stockinette um so i'm doing one in a fingering weight with this um very pretty yarn i got months ago it's like kind of a goldish orange and kind of a nice light blue and it's working up Ooh. to be like kind of self-striping exciting it's very nice i'm very excited about it and i'm also doing it in a bulky weight crushed velvet yarn oh my god um <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you've been holding out on this velvet i For showed you when i got it no yeah and you're like oh i haven't seen that colorway before that wasn't when you got it that was when you started working with this no when i got remember when i made the yip yips in like april that wasn't velvet no but i also ordered the crushed velvet when i got dull when i did those and i sent you a picture and you're like oh i haven't seen that color before this one must be new that sounds fake it happened well, anyway, all I'm taking from this is that we need to make matching velvet knit shorts. 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 Booty shorts with cancer on the butt. Shut <laughs> up! I'm also, I started um, a new amigurumi because I haven't really done any lately. But I'm mm, made, what you making? Uh, fuck, what was it called? Wolpertinger? That sounds made up. It's like a bunny with wings and antlers and a flower crown. Isn't that a femme jackalope? I don't think they have wings. A fairy jackalope? A wolpertinger. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm doing that. I think that's all I've got on the go right now. That's a lot. That's a couple things. What are you working on? Bunch of mine are secret. <sighs> Do anything that's not yeah. secret? You finished this not secret thing. <laughs> um, working on the next knit me design, which is with cool yarn I have not ever played with before. So I'm excited about that. It's a secret. And then my FO, the only FO I have, 
is my I don't I'm picking it up like you can see it but you can't I can see it well, you, you can, can show no me one else can. <laughs> okay. I I don't know I just I've been knitting a lot and I've been having a hard time staying motivated to keep knitting and I'm just kind of getting bored a bit so I was like I'm just gonna start crocheting I'm gonna try a crochet thing I'm like not get something quick see if that gets me out of the mood so I made this cute little bandeau crop top with like a sweetheart neckline and it's fine I think it needs straps because my does not stay up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It like it's fine. I just I really I'm a bistitchal with a preference, and that preference is not crochet. <laughs> did your did your hook go on an adventure? It fuck it like Jesus. I forgot how much I hate this part of crocheting. Like with your knitting, you put it down and it all stays together. But with crochet, like I put the hook beside me and then I wanted to pick it up again and it was just gone. It was just, it was gone. And I tore apart the entire couch. I was like looking in the pillowcases, couldn't find it. Oh, you know where I found it? Stuck to the back of my leg, John. That's where I found it. How? Because I'm very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a basement with no AC. And crochet hooks are butts. <laughs> well, speaking of FOs and crochet, finish my dang blanket. Yeah, you did. <sighs> I, it's so beautiful. It's so big. And like, I want to wash it. I'm afraid. <laughs> Have you tested? It's all acrylic, right? Yeah. So the colors won't no, bleed. It'll be fine. At least. But. It's so big and I put so much time into it and like I don't just want it to sit beside my couch where it mm -hmm. currently is because I want to wash it and like hopefully soften it up a little bit before I throw it on the bed. I also am not going to throw it on the bed while it's back up to over 30 degrees, mm -hmm, which I'm mm -hmm. not thrilled about. Yeah, I, I finished my blanket. It's super beautiful. I'm so happy for you. And you finished it like you gave yourself a deadline. And you finished it. I did. I wanted to finish it before the end of August, didn't I? Or and you did it. Actually, you know, initially I wanted to start to finish it before June 15th, but that <laughs> went out the window. Well, you didn't post that deadline, so it doesn't count. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, as long as I only failed myself. <laughs> uh, sad laugh. <laughs> Finger guns. What else is going on? How's, how's your life? Let's not talk about my life because mm, <laughs> let's talk about your excited, your other exciting thing that you've done in your life. I unquit my job. Not where I was going, but also cool. <laughs> <laughs> our, our baker um, got a new full-time job, so she's moving to only working two days a week. So I offered to stay on after my quitting day. <laughs> um, stay on and bake a night or two a week which will be cool because I had been planning on taking the entire month of September off so at least this way I have like barely any <clears throat> responsibilities mm -hmm. I'm not I don't have to talk to customers I just go in and hang out with like dough for six hours by myself it's a weird thing to call all your children no I won't, the children won't be there I'll be completely alone for six hours. Oh, beautiful. And I get to like, I'm going to bring my little Bluetooth speaker and I'm just going to listen to my music and be alone. 
and not have zero income for the month. Mm-hmm. Is your music going to be Michelle Branch on repeat? Not unless I get recommendations from our listeners who hopefully... Please send them recommendations! <laughs> I also... Oh, you can no. email I us moved... or Instagram us or Discord us. I moved on from uh, Michelle Branch to Avril Lavigne for a hot second. I did... I didn't see that, but I did see when you were doing um, Amy Lee and Seether. Broken. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, what else has been going on? Natalie and Brulia's torn. Oh my god, I'm getting to. I'm getting more depressed just thinking about this. It's this, this, this it's is fine. Bad. It's fine. I'm in a great place. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Everything is fine. What other exciting news did I have? The the cool thing that you've been doing for the last month. Oh shit. Um, yeah i guess that is a thing that i did um on a couple days ago i marked one month of sobriety yay i forgot about that lucky for you i did (laughs) well there's just been so many things happening it's hard to there's been a lot of things happening and the, the amount of things that have been happening and will not stop happening is a mark of how impressive your month of sobriety is because if you can do it during this garbage ass month you're probably set for as long as you want to keep doing it this is true yeah i was like i should celebrate with a beer (laughs) 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 i didn't i had a ginger beer it was very good gross it was like a nickelbrook does like craft sodas so they have hmm. they have a root beer that is just fucking out of this world. Do they have craft cream soda? I've only seen the root beer and the ginger beer. Interesting. The ginger beer was very good beer. too. But the 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 root beer is just like mind blowing. It will change your life. <laughs> it will cure your depression. Send me a fucking cake. <laughs> it's so good. See if we can get sponsored by them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Nickelbrook. Send us your root beer and cure our depressions. Did you want to talk about actually why why you decided to be sober or explore sobriety or whatever the phrasing for that is? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like it was something that's kind of been on my mind for a while. Um, you know, like a history of alcoholism in the family and um, earlier... I guess last year, yeah, fuck, time happens. Um, last year, my stepmother's brother passed away from complications due to alcoholism. Um, and I don't know, like, just one night, you know, I had, I meant to have a glass of wine and then it ended up being like two bottles. And I woke up the next day and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to keep doing this. It's expensive, and I feel shitty in the morning, and I feel shitty about myself, and I just don't really want that anymore. So, I just stopped. That's really a a wonderful way to take control over a thing that's not making you happy, especially when there's so many wonderful, wonderful, (laughs) so many terrible things (laughs) (laughs) that are not in your control that are happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm very proud of you. It's it's an important milestone and it's an exciting one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But like I oh, I did the same thing when I quit smoking. I was just like, I'm just not gonna do this. You smoked? Yeah. I don't think I knew this. When when? 
um, until I met Sam. So I guess until February 2016. No. So yeah, I just, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I just didn't. <laughs> if only that worked for mental health. Right? I just don't want to be sad anymore. <laughs> and then I just didn't. Ugh, imagine. I, I have an increasing number of people in my life who are sober or sober-ish. Mm -hmm. I guess exploring um, sobriety not even <laughs> exploring sobriety but even just people who don't drink as much and just like as a thing mm -hmm. and it's it's weird because I mean my my past life before fiber arts was in publishing and like that is an industry that just runs on caffeine and alcohol and like well, I mean, it just there was in kitchens true absolutely there's so true. much substance abuse and I went through, I mean, that also time in publishing was bad. Not great. It was not, it was not, it was not great. Not great. Um, but, and so, and drinking definitely became a coping mechanism for that toxicity that was happening. And like, I, it's so weird now as I've completely really shifted into a whole new industry and have very little, most of my ties left with publishing are now just social it's it's so nice to be able to hang out with people and not drink mm -hmm. so I've definitely I like I'm not sober but I'm definitely enjoying having less social pressure and less less social expectation just social normativity to drink all the time yeah it's so pervasive in our culture and like especially like queer culture so much of it seems to revolve around alcohol Mm -hmm. like pride is just a giant party and it's just an excuse to drink all for a week straight and like out on the streets on the streets yeah and like there's you know queer bars and like yeah it's queer dance parties but also like you know we're in covid and so mm -hmm. you know, not going out for dinner means you know not having a drink with dinner or you know you're not going out for drinks so it's been easier i just don't bring any home and then i don't go out i'm just like well i'll just you know have a tea before bed <laughs> instead of a bottle of wine yeah makes sense i'm i'm really curious to see kind of how this will shift the queer community or like what kind of effects it'll have in the queer community or even like not even the queer community but like my engagement with the queer community because i'm also just i'm old now and i'm tired and i love i love 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 queer dance parties and i am always down for one but like they start at 10 oh my god they start at 10. and that's like my bedtime so and i just you know and then i feel like i want to go because i love a queer dance party and i love being around other queers because i feel very isolated in my basement even before even before covid <laughs> Um, and so then I've like, you know, if I'm going to stay out past 10, I'm going to have to like have a couple drinks and I'm going to need these drinks to get the energy and like it to even feel comfortable, like dancing. Yes. And then I'm, I'm hung over for three days because I'm old and my body can't do this anymore. And I just, I would love to see more sober spaces for queer, like queer Explicitly sober queer. spaces. Yeah. Like queer cafes and queer yarn stores yarn stores and 
I don't know, bookstores. I guess bookstores are always sober, but like, mm, actually, that's no, not true. Yeah. yeah. And I love Glad Day. Like, I'm glad that I'm so glad that these spaces exist, but I just, it would be nice to have a space where we could all hang out without the expectation or even like ability to drink because I like, I love a cocktail. And if there's a cocktail, like I'm going to, I'm going to have one. And like, but if there's not that option, then I wouldn't even think of it. And it would be nice to just like have queer meetups in spaces where if you're, you know, a baby queer, if you're young, if you're under the drinking age, if you're like, if you're sober or if you're just old and tired like me, that the option to drink isn't there or it doesn't have to be there. The expectation to drink isn't there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like once the world starts opening up, it'll be interesting to engage with it in a sober way because like I've never done that since I was 19. Oh, you sweet little baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're so wholesome. Oh, pinch your cheeks. Please don't. <laughs> please never, please never do that. <laughs> anyway, which is all to say, I'm very proud of you. Thanks, friend. You're doing great. Uh, what else? You? Okay, so you were going to tell me a thing, and then you're like, oh, no, I'll save it for the podcast. And I have been waiting for, like, two weeks. We were going to talk about Gage. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about Gage. Okay. So, yes. So I found a really neat article on Gage because I think Gage is butts. It's not fun. And I don't like it. And I don't. I very infrequently check it with the swatch and I end up making a sweater three times. <sighs> Am I wrong? You're not you're not wrong, but I'm also not going to stop. So <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's an article on modern daily knitting, and it's called Picking and Grinning, How Your Knitting Style Affects Your Gauge and Fabric. Because, oh, so this is the other thing. So when I started doing my crochet top, um, it's it's bando, it's a bando style crop top, so it, it depends on a large amount of negative gauge to be able to stay up. Um, at which point I realized gauge in crochet is like very different than gauge in knitting. And anyway, so I was just, I was curious about how gauge can be affected by a ton of different things. Um, and so this article is all the different ways that you can knit apparently have an effect on how consistent your gauge is. Um, so for the new crafters or and or people who don't care about it like I do, uh, gauge is the term that refers to the number of stitches per inch of knitting. And um, it's usually done either over one inch or four is kind of the standard to get a better um, a better sense of how it averages out. And so the density of stitches per inch is affected by how tight or loose of a knitter you are. Um, size of your needle, the, size of your yarn. Size of your needle, size of your yarn. Like all of these things can affect the gauge. So would um, picking versus throwing make a difference in your gauge? Oh, spoiler. Oh, shit. So it does. Um, because the the things that we listed first, those are all the kind of, the ones that we all know affect your gauge. And so that's technically why you're supposed to check your gauge because not every knitter knits the same way. 
But now, apparently with science, they have also shown that picking or what is it? Picking or throwing, throwing um, otherwise referred to as English or continental knitting, also affects your gauge. And so continental is when you hold the yarn taut with your left hand and kind of like scoop it up with the right needle. Whereas English is when you hold the yarn in your right hand and kind of like throw it around the needle and make stitch. I do that. The other one hurts my brain. It's so much easier though for knit, for knit stitch, not for purl. So I switch because I can't commit to anything. <laughs> um, so I do knit, uh, I knit continental for um, when I'm doing stockinette and then I do English when it requires any sort of like other technique. Um, so this actually, who wrote this article? Jillian Morano. Um, so Jillian also got super interested in gauge and then realized that the combination of the direction a yarn is spun and your knitting style might be a reason why that your gauge isn't consistent from ball to ball or uh, hmm, like when you're switching yarn balls or like <laughs> yarns of the same weight. Like if you're using the same weight and needle size combination across different types of yarn, your gauge will still differ, which you would think it wasn't. Um, so like if you were knitting fingering weight linen versus wool, your gauge is going to differ. But not even within that. So like if you can, you, it can differ between, say you're using like 3.5 millimeter needles and two different brands of fingering weight wool. Um, most commercial yarns are spun clockwise and plied counterclockwise, which kind of keeps the twist tight. But some yarn is the opposite. And so what, so it's the same plies, it's the same number of plies, which is like Wraps strands of, yeah. Um, but the, because the plies are looser, if they're spun the other way, then your gauge will be a bit bigger. Hmm. Um, and so then there's other things like if you throw wrapping the yarn around your right needle to make a stretch, it twists the yarn clockwise and untwists the ply. But if you pick, so if you pick or scoop the yarn with continental, Scooping the yarn makes a loop to make the stitch and slightly twist the yarn counterclockwise to tighten the ply. So it would give you a smaller gauge. It would give you a tighter gauge because the, you're twisting the yarn as you make the stitch, as opposed to slightly untwisting the yarn as you make the stitch with throwing. Now, the one that I was very curious about that you mentioned was um, doing a center pull versus pulling from the outside. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious about this one. The way you pull your yarn from the cake affects the twist too. So a cake is when um, you use a swift and a winder, and it winds the cake and it winds the a hank of yarn into the like compact. I'm making a hand gesture. This is not helpful. Um, cake into the cake. It, it looks like cake. It's a cake it's shape. A cake. It's a cake. Uh, and then, so one end of the yarn comes out from the center and one, the other end of the yarn is wrapped around the outside. So typically when you have a cake, you pull from the inside um, and that kind of, then you don't have the cake like rolling around as you're pulling yarn. It kind of just keeps it more compact unless you end up with yarn barf, which I frequently do. Um, and so according to the science of this article, which we will share in the show notes, if you pull from the inside, it tightens the twist. But if you pull from the outside, the twist stays the same. 
So you're not twisting either way. Mm -hmm. But if you pull from, and so they actually have pictures not with yarn, but with a tape measure to show mm. how the twist um, gets tighter when you pull from the center. And I think we should, yeah, we should definitely link this because it's really cool. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So if you were to like pull from a center, but then knit um, throwing, would it like counteract? Maybe. Presumably, it says, yeah, it would counteract. If you throw, you can counteract the untwisting of the plies a bit by pulling the yarn from the inside of your cake. If you pick, pull from the outside to prevent over-twisting. Neat. Which is really neat because for when I did the um, the design for the, the tree tapestry, mm -hmm. I had... Um, I just, like I just made mine as a cake and then because the yarn had to be held double so I pulled from the inside and the outside simultaneously and I could feel the difference in the yarn that one strand felt tauter than the other but I just assumed it was because of how I wound the cake or if I wasn't holding them correctly like I didn't realize that there was an actual science scientific reason for that neat so, yeah so like technically I should have split the ball in half and made two separate cakes to hold double yeah. hmm that's cool it is very neat. Now, how does this apply to crochet? So I was going to ask you that because I know very little about crochet and even less about gauge and crochet. I don't know a thing about gauge and crochet. I've never swatched ever mm -hmm. because like I do like blankets and amigurumi. So like I don't really need to worry about gauge. Yeah, that makes sense because you just want it to be. I want my blankets to be big and my amigurumi to be dense. So... <laughs> Mm -hmm. But did you not have, like, how did you keep your gauge consistent across squares in, with the, um, when you do the granny squares or with the, like, they're really beautiful stained glass kind of blanket you just finished? Like, I don't know, I just made squares. I made just so many squares. Fair. Um, and I think I only used two different brands of yarn. I used, um, like, Red Heart Super Saver. And mm -hmm. the loops and threads impeccable, which I really like. I really like that yarn. Oh, me too. The impeccable is a really good, like, really good solid acrylic, affordable basic brand. Yeah. Like it's it's what I started with, and it's what I whenever I'm making stuff that doesn't need to be made from wool. I that's what I always use too. Mm -hmm. um, so like I wasn't too fussed about gauge, and just I don't know sewing all the squares together. Like some of them got stretched out a little bit if they needed to be. Hmm. Because, like, I was sewing together by stitch, not by, like, length of the squares counting. Right, that makes sense. This one, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm so fascinated by this article because they also show close-ups of just stockinette swatches done in different styles or, like, different combinations of variables with, like, pulling, center pull and flicking or outside pull and throwing or whatever. Like, and you can actually, I've never really spent this much time staring at close-ups of stockinette swatches, but you can actually totally see unevenness and some variation between the st stitches. Hmm. Mm hmm Which is very cool. Because, like, I've done, like, sometimes, you know, if you drop a stitch and you go to take, like, pick it back up and it twists, mm -hmm. and, like, that is so noticeable if one of your stitches is twisted. Right? right. But, like, I never realized that there could be such a difference between, like, how, like, how, where you're pulling your yarn from or... Yeah, I'm I'm really bad for rowing out, um, which is when you're knitting stockinette flat, typically. Um, and so you're, for me, like it's my knit stitches are much tauter than my purl stitches, which are looser because I'm throwing with my purls. Um, 
And so when you look at the front of my work, you can see, I'm, I'm getting better, but like, especially early on, you could definitely see um, some unevenness in the, the way the knit stitches present. Because mm -hmm. the ones that I shaped by making the pearls are, are a bit looser. And that, that's tough because it's not stuff you can block out. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been trying to get better at that, but it's, but it's now, neat to see how many why. different factors. Yeah. Science is neat. Science is neat. Yeah. I will send you this article and you can read it at your leisure and then put it in the show notes. post it in the show notes. Cool. You know where else we can put it? In our Discord. In our Discord. Where we have a whole bunch of people talking to us all the time. And then they join us on Zoom and we hang out and knit on Zoom. Yeah. And we should see we talk about so many cats. Oh my God. So I guess, should we talk about our first ever virtual stit night that went so well? Stit night? Did I say it? <laughs> edit, edit that out. Edit an HN. <laughs> um, so should we talk about our first ever stitch night? Hell yeah. That was virtual and went really, really, really well. It wasn't nearly as terrifying as I anticipated. I wasn't anticipating being terrifying. I was anticipating it being very awkward. Just human human interaction is is terrifying. Especially Virtual human interaction with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. All looking at our computers at the same time. <laughs> it was really fun. And we're gonna do it again. Um the day after this episode comes out. Mm -hmm. So there's Look. your there's your advance notice that we're doing a stitch night <laughs> on uh, the twenty fourth. Uh-huh. August August twenty fourth, just to specify. <laughs> Because, yeah, people could be listening to this in, like, 2026, and then they're like, oh, damn, it's the 24th of July, 2026. There's a, a meetup. <laughs> I mean, there, won't be. there could be. I mean, there, there might be. be. I don't know how the calendar in 2026 is going to look, but. I, I can't even think that far ahead. Oh, my God. People, like, we could be talking to people in the future right now. Can we ask time travelers to, like. If time travel is real and you listen to our podcast, come hang out in my room right now. <laughs> I mean. It didn't work. No, but you have to like give a time and date and, and like where you live and stuff. Oh, right. Well, they, if they're in the future. They can figure that they're out. They're in the future. They're not omnipotent. They might be. We don't know how the future's going to look. I just picture so much fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, half the world's already on fire. Anyway, our Discord. Come share pictures of your pets and the dank memes you enjoy. Yeah. And give me song recommendations. Please. <laughs> Um, the link to the Discord is on our website, and also we have a link tree in our Instagram description now, or whatever. Yes, yeah. the 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 stitch night was really fun because we had, I'd say, probably eight to ten people, maybe depending. Like, not everyone was there at the same time. It was about eight or so. I don't know. I didn't keep track of people, but I did keep track of cats, and there were fifteen cats. It was so great. Oh, oh, I was so happy. <laughs> Yeah, we all just like hung out and talked about Netflix and talked about cats, a lot of cats and yarn stuff. And we all just worked on our yarn stuff and it was like super chill and fun. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me a good feeling about knit nights or stitch nights that I hadn't experienced before. It also, it gave me a good feeling about this weird little queer community we're building. Yeah. Everybody was like really nice and supportive and just lovely. Uh, and the Discord, like I'm just, I'm so, every time I think about the Discord, I get all like flappy because I'm just uh, all excited. But yeah, we just, 
there's like just it's nice to just have this constant chatter and like I've been sad lately and then every once in a while not every once in a while pretty frequently actually I'm, I just get like a notification on my phone of like people talking about yarn and Netflix and plants and pets and making fun of John and like just all my favorite hey, you're things. like the only one who makes fun of me that's because Sam won't join <laughs> <laughs> like Spencer hasn't even chimed in to make fun of me Ugh. Spencer this is me dunking on you for not helping me make fun of yeah, John we forgot to roast you last episode so we're doing it doubly hard this time roasted <laughs> come visit me more don't disappoint your father like this that's weird don't say that <laughs> shit it's my grandma's birthday <laughs> i should call her um you had a list of things to talk about didn't you mm-hmm. have we covered all of our bases you want to hear it yes gauge article depression sucks saw family for the first time shadow box turned into executive function box i forgot about that only most things are terrible. John sober. <laughs> Saw family for the first time. Yeah, that was a, a thing. It's been a weird time. Um, things have been tough. Depression has been super kicking my ass. And I called my mom at like 10 o'clock midweek last week or something. Last, last I don't even week? remember what day. I don't even know. Anyway, I called her ostensibly to ask her about a knit me question. Or like to tell her, like talk to her about a knit me thing. And then she picked up the phone and she said, hi, how are you? And then I immediately started crying, which was unexpected for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and being the wonderful, incredible, lovely, supportive mother she is, she got in the car while still on the phone with me and came and picked me up and took me home. It was really nice. It was really nice to just go home and see my family, who I haven't seen for six months now, and that's been the longest time I've been away from them. Probably not, that probably definitely, literally since I was born. So that's wow, a lot. God, yeah. Um, it was just, it was nice. It was nice to you know cry somewhere different for a while. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then my my parents were all like being parents and taking care of me and bought me my favorite Indian food from a place that I can only get when I go home and my dad went out and got my favorite wine and it was just we watched the big flower fight on Netflix for two days and it was perfect (laughs) I'm so tired of being so sad yeah so like last year it's also oh god it wasn't even last year it was just the beginning of this year holy shit yeah it's just it's it's weird my my life has gone through a series of extremely dramatic and several literally traumatic and i don't use that word lightly changes and overhauls since last july so it's been it's been a full year yeah <laughs> um, and it's also just so wild that it's only been a year yeah and i just i in the fall, last fall, I was in an extremely bad place, in a place of higher risk than I usually am. It was, it was not, it was not a great time. And I had a, I had a wonderful partner who helped me make a shadow box, um, which is just like a, a pretty box that I got to decorate, and it was pretty. And every day I wrote a, um, <clears throat> on a post-it note, something that wasn't bad something that happened that that day that wasn't the worst and that was it and that was like the only thing 
that I had like I that was my only rule for myself like no matter what happened no matter how bad the day was no matter how bad everything felt just like think of one thing that like didn't fully suck and write it down and put it in this box and some days it was like I ate breakfast put on pants that was never one of them (laughs) (laughs) or like I brushed my teeth or just like sometimes it it was super like stuff that felt embarrassing that it was a milestone but it was something I did that day and uh and then on days when everything felt really bad then I could just pull stuff from the box and remember things because some when you have depression especially very severe depression it can be really hard to remember things that are not depression and that don't feel terrible and so it was just it was a it was a good habit I got into during that very dark time and it just it felt nice and I as things got better and I got in a better place I kind of stopped doing that um so I'm using it now to as an executive function box because with both ADHD and autism executive function is out the fucking window in the best of times um but especially when depression's in the mix so instead of being extremely overwhelmed by all the things that I need to do, both big and small, I, um, on post-it notes, I wrote down, on each post note, I wrote something that I wanted to get done. Um, and like, you know, like a friend I have left on red for four months accidentally because I just can't get my shit together to answer messages or like an email I want to send or, you know, a pot, a plant I want to repot or just everything, everything that I like, if I was a totally neurotypical person who could do all the things I wanted to do, these are all the things I want to do. And so every day I'm picking one from the box and then I just do that thing. And even if I don't get anything else done, and even if I can't be a functional person, I just have this one thing and that's all I think about. And I can just do that. And then I've done it. And that's been, it's been nice. It's been a, I'm trying to get back into healthy habit forming. You gotta, you gotta eat the frog. I, excuse me. No, I don't want to do either. What? <laughs> There's um None of that. a thing. It's called eating the frog, where it's like you have your your few things that you want to do for the day, and you pick like the thing that you super don't want to do, or like the thing that you want to do the least, and that's eating the frog, and that's the thing that you do first, and you get the hardest thing out of the way first. No. Why is he, why is there even a frog? Who has frogs? It's just the name of the thing. Is it the same frog you're supposed to kiss? Or are you or eating a prince? Well, I mean, not in COVID. Not in this current social climate. Thank you for listening to episode six of the Bisexual Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns and designers and things we talk about on our website, bisexual.ca. We are on Instagram as at Bicycle Podcast. You can find me at underscore Dangerous John and Kelsey at Kelsey Grammar 23. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. Also, join our Discord for our bi weekly virtual stitch nights. And come see 15 cats. At least. At least. Give or take. Bring your cats. Or other animals. Dogs are acceptable. I'll take lizards, snakes, fish are cool, I guess. Birds. 
I don't know, you know, animals. Let's let's see your pets and your yarn and your faces if you want to show us your faces. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's the episode. We did it. Oops.